Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Amber Boffman, and our very own Dr. Jen Malkus joins the program to talk about calf lung ultrasounding, which is a great new tool for diagnosing pneumonia much earlier. Thank you for being with us today. Recently, you and two other Sioux Nation Ag Center vets received training to be able to offer calf lung ultrasounding to customers. Before we dive into the training and practice of calf lung ultrasounding, could you reiterate for us why pneumonia is such a difficult disease for producers to manage? Sure. Uh, Pneumonia can be caused by many different viruses and bacteria, which can cause issues for diagnosis along with treatment. Um, And there are many environmental factors, such as poor ventilation um, and nose-to-nose contact with other sick, older animals that can contribute to a pneumonia issue. And while vaccines are an important tool to prevent pneumonia, sometimes they alone are not enough to overcome poor environments. And often, by the time outward symptoms of pneumonia, such as a snotty nose or coughing, can be seen by producers, um, a lot of lung damage has already occurred. This can make treating pneumonia more challenging, and there may be residual lung damage that the calf will have for the rest of its life and can make it difficult for that calf to grow well and uh, produce well as an adult. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your training? Yeah, so uh, our training was hosted uh, by Zoetis, and we had um, a couple of different veterinarians that were actually performing the training. And for our training, we had a morning classroom session, which is where we learned the basics of lung ultrasound and went over the different landmarks we use to determine which lung lobe we are actually scanning when we're looking at the ultrasound picture. Uh, We also saw examples of the different lesions that we look for. And then in the afternoon and the following day, we actually had some hands-on practice at a dairy where we scanned calves from 7 to 35 days old. Calves that we scanned uh, were scanned externally over the thorax in the intercostal spaces, which is the space between the ribs. And we use alcohol sprayed on the coat to help with the ultrasound contact, which will give us a better image. We did not end up needing to clip away hair, but occasionally if the calf's hair is very coarse or thick and it makes it challenging to see even with the alcohol, then that hair can be clipped away so that it allows us to see a little bit better. What came as a surprise to you regarding training and the calf lung ultrasounds you have performed so far? So the biggest surprise I had was that how many calves we saw that looked perfectly healthy and then they would have lung changes. Actually, when we were doing the the training, one of the herdsmen was present and kind of just, you know, wanted to know what we found and wanted to hear what we were seeing. And so he was super surprised because he didn't think they had a big pneumonia issue, but it really turned out that he had a lot of uh, low-level subclinical pneumonia that he wasn't even seeing and they weren't even treating for. So I think that it was a huge benefit to him for us to be there doing that training. And then it also just really showed me that it's like such a useful tool in finding and treating calves early on in the disease process. 
I've also found some challenges as I've practiced this myself out in the field. It's challenging to early on for me to make sure I can see all the landmarks to ensure that I saw the entire lung. And so I've really practiced and improved since the first few days of doing it. And now I feel much more confident that I can reliably scan the whole lung. At what ages or life stages do you ultrasound calves? So we start by scanning at four different time points. So the first group of calves that I scanned when I started doing it was about 12 calves in seven-day age intervals. And that is just to evaluate which age group is showing the highest risk of pneumonia. So I'd scan 12 calves that were between, you know, seven and 14 days-ish and then go up from there. And so that took me, I would say I did that over about two or three weeks, just going through the different groups and kind of seeing where that high risk pneumonia was. And then from there, I use the farm's treatment records and scan all the calves following their first treatment with antibiotics. This just helps me to evaluate, are those the correct calves being treated? And then again, at seven to 10 days post-antibiotic treatment, just to assess the efficacy of treatment that's been given. And then the final group that I evaluate is weaning age animals. And weaning age animals that have lung changes may need to be managed differently than animals that are weaned without lung damage. I just want to mention that I don't personally scan a lot of older animals, but they can be scanned if needed. It just is a situation where you might need to restrain them in a chute for, for safety reasons and for efficiency. What is the lung ultrasounding process and what's the time commitment involved? So each calf is restrained individually. I usually put their head and neck between my legs and then they kind of relax into it and I can just stand there and and kind of hold them in place. And then I bend over their back and spray down. I start with the right side, spray that down with alcohol and I start scanning. Um, So I personally like to scan from the front to the back. Uh, starting in the first rib space and going to the seventh rib space. And then landmarks I look for on the right side are two vessels in the first and second space, uh, the heart in the third and fourth space, the costochondral junction in the fifth space, and then the liver in the sixth and the seventh space. And then on the left-hand side, I scan from the third to seventh space. And similar to the right, the landmarks are the heart and the costochondral junction. And then in the sixth and seventh space, uh, I'm looking for the spleen. And so depending on how cooperative the calf is and just kind of how things are going, sometimes they can really jump around a lot, which makes it more difficult and takes a little bit longer. The scan takes me between uh, a minute to two minutes. And it's also much easier and more efficient when calves are individually housed in a barn, but it can be accomplished in hutches or in group housing. It might just take a little longer or require some extra help. I've also found that with the larger weaning age calves, uh, I can't really hold them the same way that I do the smaller calves. So I like to halter them and tie them if possible to, um, you know, a sturdy post or a lot of the individual housing I go in has a gate at the front. And so I can tie it off to the gate and that seems to work pretty effectively. And so I just want producers to be aware that if there's many calves to scan, it can take, you know, a few hours. So it's super helpful if producers can tell me their typical chore schedule and feeding schedule. That way I can plan an appropriate amount of time and just do 
it when it's least disruptive to the calves and to the employees. Can you describe the lung scoring system and what each number means? Sure. The scoring system was developed by uh, Dr. Olivet at the University of Wisconsin, and it's used in both practice and in research. So uh, a score of zero indicates no lung damage. And on ultrasound, it looks like a pattern of white lines, which indicates an air-filled space. So throughout the lungs, even if they have a higher score, you should still be able to see some amount of normal, um, we would hope. And then a score of one looks like comet tailing. And then a score of two is lobular lesions that are greater than one centimeter in size. And both of those scores indicate minor to moderate lung damage. And then a score of three is damage to an entire lung lobe. A score of four is damage to two entire lung lobes. And then a score of five is damage to three or more entire lung lobes. And then this appears as consolidation. And on the ultrasound, it looks uh, darker. And sometimes you can see large bronchioles. Uh, the best comparison I have is if any of the listeners have seen an ultrasound of a liver, that is what lung consolidation looks very similar to. So it's super important to know where you are so you're not accidentally looking at the liver and thinking that's abnormal uh, when it's truly normal to when you're looking at the liver. And then the damage affecting the entire lobes is obviously more severe and usually requires treatment. And I just want to say that the most common place that we see damage is in the ventral portion of the lungs. Um, and that makes sense because gravity carries those uh, bacteria and viruses down to the bottom part of the lungs. And then also most initial lung damage occurs in the cranial portion of the right cranial lobe. So that's the reason that I like to start on the right because that's the one that's going to show me right away, okay, do we have a problem? And then, um, kind of trains my eye to look the rest of the way and, and make sure there isn't further damage outside of that first lung lobe. What are the lung damage goals for producers to work to achieve? Um, so ideally, no animals would have lung damage, but unfortunately, that's not really realistic. Overall, at each time point, the goal should be for less than 15% of calves to have significant lung changes. And if there are too many calves at weaning with damaged lungs, uh, it could be because they're not treated or not treated correctly, or the calves have poor innate immunity, which led to a treatment failure. And if too many calves have normal or very high lung scores at the time of first treatment, that could just be that employees are missing the signs of clinical disease or not spending enough time evaluating the right calves. Or it could be that other diseases such as sepsis or acidosis are um, exhibiting pneumonia symptoms, even though it's not truly pneumonia. And then if many calves have high lung scores after the first treatment, it could be due to using the wrong antibiotic or using the right antibiotic uh, at the wrong time. Is there anything else you'd like our producers to know? Sure. So your veterinarian should be able to use the results of lung ultrasound to make any necessary changes to your evaluation and treatment protocols. They are happy to work with uh, your employees to train them to be better at assessing calves for symptoms of clinical pneumonia and can also train employees on uh, when uh, and how to give the right antibiotic based off of what they see. 
Uh, lung ultrasounding can also be used to help make decisions on which animals should be kept as replacements. So if there's a calf that has consistently come up with high levels of damage, that might be a calf that we decide is going to go into a feedlot or be slaughtered early rather than going on to become a full-fledged dairy cow as an adult. So working together with the producers and using all of the diagnostic prevention and treatment tools we have at our disposal, uh, we can improve animal welfare and increase overall productivity in the herd. Thank you, Dr. Jen, for taking the time to share with our listeners about the practice and benefits of calf lung ultrasounding. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current ag climate.